Matt, what do you want? Climax 914 uh, from the Edeon Arena in Osaka, Japan. And today I have guests to join me. Mr. Matt Roberts, who doesn't know what to do Japan Pro Wrestling, but agreed to come talk to us based purely on the simple premise of he gets to predict who won the match by their haircuts. Absolutely. That's exactly right. You, you heard correctly. That is what's happening today. How are we all doing, peeps? Good. <laughs> and will you please welcome from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Mr. Marcus Green. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, and I'm here exclusively based off their preference for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. So, yes. So, what we're going to do is this. We're going to flash through the tag team match stuff. And Matt can make comment if he wishes to about a bunch of people who's never seen wrestle. Um, me and Marcus will discuss them a little bit. But when we get to the main show, the meat of the things, we're going to give Matt the, the haircuts involved. And he has to pick the winner based entirely on the haircut before we discuss the match. Is that clear to everybody? Absolutely. Can't wait. Okay, then. The opening match, Dookie and your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Sonada, defeated Keito Kiyomiya of Noah and Ryo Owa in 10 minutes and 45 seconds. After going out of the G1 Climax yesterday, Keito Kiyomiya has now got to stick around like a sore thrum and do tag matches for the rest of the week in a company he doesn't like. Um, and clearly, they're going to stick him with a rookie so he loses every time. It's not worked out well if they're in this, this tournament, but there you go. Any thoughts on this, Marcus? <laughs> Sorry, it kind of cut out a little bit. Who were the competitors again? Uh, just five guys. Duki and Sonata going up against Keito Kiyomi and Ryo Owa from the dojo. And they lost, as you'd imagine, because he was from the dojo. Ah, so we got we got Duki getting a win. Yes. Um, not, not bad, not bad. I don't necessarily, I mean, what's been his win-loss ratio? Duki, he's not doing too bad. He he didn't have a great best of super juniors, I must admit. But he's doing all right. But I think just everybody loves him because he's Duki. Yeah. Because <laughs> just five guys are pure might we pure white meat baby faces these days, so everyone's happy with him. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Yeah. So that's that, that's good. There you go. I'm not sure if you you will have may have seen Sonata if you watched the AEW Forbidden Door show, Matt. Did you? I, do you know what? I probably did. I, well, I, let's say probably. I know I did watch the show. I, I caught all of it by the main event. So um, that feels like forever ago now. Thus, I can't even yes. remember. It was like a month <laughs> ago. <laughs> yeah, he was the one that wrestled Jack Perry. Uh, okay, all right. That was good. Yeah, that was actually quite good. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, next up, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tama Hiroishi defeated Kasi Fujita and Mad Mikey Nichols of the Mighty Dome Neil. 10 minutes and 12 seconds. Ishii and Tanahashi. Like, here's the thing, right? Kevin Kelly is like, Tanahashi and Ishii don't go on with each other. They don't really like each other. I know they're tag team champions together, but they're not really great together. They don't like it. And then they suddenly present this beautiful sequence of tag team maneuvers. <laughs> like, like, rolling senton into a flying lariat. And it's like, these guys are both over 45 and have got knees held together with sticky tape, but they don't like each other, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this is all based around Ishii and Mad Mikey Nichols having a match later in the week because they're both bottom of their block and clearly whoever wins that's probably going to be next year's G1. So I would be stressing Mad Mikey Nichols has a weak chin after being knocked out twice in this tournament by innocuous moves. I'm just saying that's where I go with this. But that's me. Any thoughts, oh, uh, gentlemen? 
Well, you see, well, yeah, because he's like he wrestled Shingo Takagi, and Shingo Takagi just basically ran him over, and he felt and he pinned him. And then there was another match he had, and I can't remember who it was with. I think it was Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston kind of like, oh yeah, Eddie Kingston got back fists to the future on him, and that was it done. And I'm like, ooh, well, hang on a minute, that's a bit of a weak chin there, Mikey. But there you go. <laughs> Any thoughts on these four? I mean, for me, just that I'd I like to see this match because, you know, I've appreciated, you know, Martin O'Neill came through uh, Impact not too long ago and had a had a great show on both in tag and uh, in singles. Um, but but uh, Tanahashi and uh, Ishii. Mm-hmm. They're the current Never Overweight six-man tag team champions. Yeah. Along with I mean, Okada. Absolute legends, absolute legends of New Japan. And uh, again, I'll take them. I'll take them at fifty percent over most guys at a hundred percent. Either one of them. <laughs> so yeah, I always say that, and it, it just it holds true. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. Any thoughts, Matt? I'm just learning from you two at this point. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, United Empire, Henry and Jeff Cobb defeated Hiroshi Tenzan and Dharma Donga. One must say, Hiroshi Tenzan has the greatest male haircut in wrestling history because he's had the same mullet. Since 1993. Hero. Yeah. And by the way, he grew that mullet in Germany when he wrestled for Otto Vance, who we've just been talking about. And we listened to on the Troopany show. Me and John did a retrospective of his career two weeks ago. But anywho. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, this one was based around the fact that Jeff Cobb's uh, going up against Tama Tonga at the end of this week on Block Night. Um, yeah, it was fine. Did what it needed to do, really. Hiroshi Tenzan took the pinfall because, you know, he's he's old. Bless him. There you go. What can you do? Any comments? He's old. Yeah, you got I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta appreciate that mother. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and uh yeah, I always root for my boy Tama, but you know, it's it's Jeff Cobb. So, you know, what do you what Yeah. He used to be a, in, a, in an alternative universe. He was a literal monster. So True, you know. yes. He was Matanza in uh, Lucha Underground, for those of you who don't know. Um, any thoughts, Matt, on any of these people? <laughs> I think you will have probably seen Jeff Cobb and Henry. No, you'll have seen Jeff Cobb because he he's done a lot of stuff for AEW down the years, I think. Yeah, I have, I have seen a bit of Jeff Cobb. Um, who was in it all together, did you say again? It was Henry, who yep. is... Um, the, the leader of his clan and has just had his face tattoos done um, uh, for because he's the king of his yeah. particular. And uh, Tama Tonga, who's Haku's son, and yeah. Hiroyoshi Tenzan, former IWGP, NWA, um, and Triple Crown champion. I think I've seen bits of Tama Tonga before as well, actually. But Yes, he's very good. I like yeah. him a lot. Hot, the hottest baby face in New Japan wrestling by a long way at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so really cool. Um, next up, Chase Owens and David Finley of Bullet Club defeated Eddie Kingston and Dogi Makabe at 10 minutes and 18 seconds. Um, this basically Dave Finley and Eddie Kingston going head to head to win their block in the G1 this week. Um, I couldn't think of two people better to go for a G block one blimp place because Dave Finley is Dave Finley and Eddie Kingston is is the irresistible force moving the immovable object, Eddie Kingston being the immovable object. Um, Chase Owens, Chase Owening, and Togi Makabe swearing a lot like he does. 
that was that really. It was nice to see Maccabee. You hadn't seen him for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just come back and swearing. Him and Eddie Kingston, that perfect tag team with Toby Maccabee and Eddie Kingston. Two guys who just swear constantly and hit people really hard. What more could you say? Any thoughts, yeah. boys? <laughs> what more do you want from your wrestling than that? Yeah, there you go. That's it. It's, it's been brilliant to see some of the stuff that's happened this year in particular with uh, Kingston. I imagine this is a slice of heaven for him being in New Japan right now. They, uh, he got to meet Koshiaki Kawada last week. New Japan arranged for it to meet him because they knew he was yes. yeah. yeah, I mean, he got to, obviously got to have some of his dream matches, you know, with the, you know, forbidden doors and stuff and, and, and just a uh, relationship with, between AEW and New Japan, obviously. Um Obviously, he has a deep respect for, you know, the, the Japanese guys and, the, and a lot of the legends. Um, and on top of what you just said, James, apparently he also uh, recently came and uh, got his Ribeiro jacket. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He got, yeah. got his Ribeiro jacket, that Ribeiro jacket. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so he's yes. now in the Japanese wrestling fraternity. For those of you who don't know, the legend of Ribeiro, Ribeiro Steakhouse is a famous restaurant that just serves steak and rice. That's all they serve. Um, but... It is the wrestling hangout. And if you go, there are pictures, assigned pictures on the walls of wrestlers from the late 70s up until the current day from when the restaurant opened. And everyone who goes gets the Ribberia jacket if you're a professional wrestler or an MMA fighter. And it's been the home of wrestling and MMA in Japan for two decades now, three decades now. Uh, what's your thoughts on Matt, uh, Matt on Eddie Kingston in the minute? Because he is having a remarkable run in his career. <laughs> no, it's. I am glad that you asked that because I had a funny feeling I might have a slightly different opinion here. <laughs> Just going to throw it out there, right? I don't quite get Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. In fact, here's, a, here's probably a really random comparison, actually. Um, I'll tell you who he reminds you of. He reminds me of Kevin Owens. Yes. Which is another person I just don't get. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. They're both Catholic. And I know this is going to sound weird. Well, they're mm-hmm. of Catholic descent because obviously Kevin Owens is French Canadian. Yeah. And, and Eddie is Puerto Rican of Puerto Rican descent. And I think being Catholic myself, I completely get both of them. <laughs> and I know it, I know it sounds really stupid. I know it sounds, but like when he had that feud in AW with Miro a couple of years ago, and it was essentially it was Catholicism versus Christian Orthodoxy. Yeah, completely got it. Bought into that whole line and saying <laughs> this makes perfect sense. Of course it does. <laughs> and it's just I just I I connect with Eddie Kingston in ways I do not connect with other wrestlers. Yeah, I think because he's a wrestling fan first and foremost. Before he was a wrestler, he's a wrestling fan, and he loves professional wrestling the way I love professional wrestling, but he's able to do the things that he, that he sees in front of him. And I'm not, I can only watch and critique and say what I enjoy. Whereas Eddie yeah. can go and do the things, you know, and back and, and because he's a Joshi fan as well, the back fist is Aji Kong's finisher. The Northern lights bomb is Akira Hokuto's finisher. You know, he's not just a one-trick pony when it comes to professional wrestling. He loves all professional wrestling and tried to incorporate everything he possibly could for a guy whose body isn't built to do the things he wants to do and he does them so well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I, 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 w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say that he's bad or he's not good or anything, but mm. th- there's just something there that just... I, they, they, there's a complete disconnect for me 
Um, I like I said, I can't quite put my finger on it, but yeah, he's a guy I've I've never quite understood. Fair enough. I mean, that's perfectly understandable, you know. And I can understand that everyone's going to get everybody. Um, but I think I think as well is like I've been watching him for so long. Yeah, and I've watched him literally like wrestling in you know high school gyms in front of fifteen people. Yeah, to headlining Arthur Ashe. <laughs> you know, it's like to fifteen thousand people in New yeah. York City in his hometown, screaming bloody murder for him. You know, that's yeah. that. You know, I've seen that journey, and I think that's the thing that makes me so happy for him because he was done. <laughs> it was done, done. And yeah, I, I, I can, I can give you a mask coming from my, you know, some guys that. I- Feel that way about, and, and I think I might have felt that way about him at first too. And then, obviously, with him being on the mic and and you know just some other stuff is like, this guy's just too real to be considered a character. Um, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like you know uh, the time you go to that family reunion, you got that real outspoken uncle or cousin, and then you know the person that brought with you like, is your cousin or uncle they drunk? Like, no, that's just how they are. <laughs> that's that's natural. <laughs> That's naturally how they are, you know. That's the real, authentic. You know, uh, he, he'd, on, he'd honestly be, you honestly be turned down if he if he took something. But uh, yeah, Eddie Kingston's just as, as real as real and as raw as you get. You know. Yeah, there you go. All right, the next tag match was Bushi, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsu Nato, along with Yotsuji, Los Ignorables de Japón. They defeated the House of Torture, Dick Togo, Evil Show, and Yujiro Takahashi when Titsu Nito finally got his hands on Dick Togo <laughs> and demolished him twice. I know, just the once with Destino. Uh, this was building to Shingo Takagi versus Evil when a winner takes all match for the place in the tournament's quarterfinals later in the week, as you'd imagine. It was as terrible as most House of Torture matches are. Any comment? <laughs> yeah, always rooting for my guy Shingo's one of my guys. Uh, and anytime Evil takes an L, you know, it's a it's a it's a, it's a good day. And, yeah, and you know, I, I think along with you, certainly no fans because obviously Evil's a part of it. No fans here, House of Torture. <laughs> no, no, that's about have been listening. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so obviously pulling, pulling for Shingo, and uh, you know, um, Lij. It is usually comes out on top, so good to hear that. We should, we should pitch this to um, to Matt here. He's probably never seen a House of Torture match, have you? Definitely not. Sounds great. Okay, so here's, here's the thing, right? House of Torture are Yujiro Takahashi, Sho, Evil, and Dicto, four exceptionally qualified professional wrestlers. And their matches entirely consist of cheating from start to finish. Like the worst kind of send it back to Memphis. Jerry Lawler would be ashamed of cheating. You can possibly imagine like distract the referee. Hey, look over there. Spanners under the ring. Um, chair shots outside the rings. Jumping people before the bell. Um, people wearing the wrong masks. That kind of thing. Um, would you pay to watch them? <laughs> <laughs> would I pay to watch that? <laughs> <laughs> Do maybe me probably not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean that that I mean maybe as a one-off, I suppose, but on a regular basis, no, probably not. Fair enough, then that's understandable. 
Let us get to the meat and potatoes of the show, which is the uh, G1 Climax uh, itself. Now, in the chat, I have put the picture of the first match. Now, Matt, you can you see that, Matt? I can indeed. Now, you have to make the decision. Yoshihashi or Kenta? Who won this match based purely, not on any information you may have about these wrestlers <laughs> in their past, but purely on their hairstyles alone? Your thoughts? I mean, that is such an amazing head of hair that I have to say that Kenta surely kicked his ass. Oh, intriguing. Would you agree there, uh, um, Marcus? On the hair stakes, of course. You probably yeah. have, you probably have no what happened in this match. <laughs> I mean, look, that is quite a quaff to my boy Yoshiashi as there. Um, but I don't think the hair uh will, will swoop over enough to 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 drop uh the one in Kenta who ah see you got the the, the ends highlighted that's cool but um yeah I don't I don't think the hair will be able to stand up to, to Kenta not on this one no unfortunately not Kenta did indeed take the win Yoshihashi still cannot beat Kenta after three years of trying um but there we go. We keep we still have hope as we always do with Yoshihashi. Um, as me and Alex have literally said for the last eight years, it's Yoshihashi's year. And then eventually it was. <laughs> eventually he won the six man titles, won the tag league, and won the IWGP tag team championships. And it was his year. And he's had a pretty good year since, but he still can't beat Kenton. What can you do? These things happen. You're not beating that here. No. Well, also, Kenta is like cheats a lot because <laughs> yeah. you know he's not what he once was, and therefore can't have the killer long, long main event matches he used to have back in the day. Um, you might have to copy and paste that ridiculously long link there, Matt. So cool. try that again. <laughs> <laughs> that is a long link. It is. Oh dear God, what happened there? Sorry, folks. We'll be with you in a second. Technical difficulties here. No, you'd have thought it would come up, really, wouldn't you? No, all right then. Let's let's see if I can uh, do it. It's because it was it was a tricky one. I tell you what, I'm gonna. Uh, oh heck! How long is this link? Yeah, exactly. I'm still scrolling up. <laughs> Let me see if I can save it and then add it in the link afterwards. There we go. Let's try it this way. Technology, eh, kids? It'll get you in the end. But yes, now Kent is doing all right in this tournament. He's had a pretty good tournament. Um, we had a blinder with Will Ospreay, to be honest with you. It was the, the best Will Ospreay match I've seen in quite some time because you know my thoughts on Will Ospreay. I've but, got it. Um, sorry? I've got it. I've copied and pasted the link. I've got it. Okay, then. So what do you think of this particular... What do you think, based on hair alone... Hmm. I, w I will give you extra information because Great Khan is wearing a hat. I he have... is bald underneath the hat. <laughs> he has if you will, a ring to a ball spot. So he has the side hair going into yeah. the beard, and then he has the ponytail at the back. Well, I, I must admit that I had a funny feeling that he was bald, but you know what? I, I'm very partial to, and again, I can't really see his name, but I'm very partial to the emo fringe. So That's that, Tai Chi. There we go. Tai Chi has that very cool emo fringe. That, that's where I'm going with that one. I'm, I'm guessing that he took this one. What do you think of this one, Marcus? Based on hair alone. <laughs> 
even in a contest of hair, if the other guy's bald, I have to go against Tai Chi. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say so he took the L here uh, with all the hope in my little heart. Well, Ma- Marcus, you you'd be a happy bunny because Tai Chi I- didn't lose, did in fact lose. He's got to stop doing this. He basically <laughs> ran Great Okan into the ground for about. 13 minutes and then just said why aren't you trying very hard <laughs> um, just like he did with Sonada in the New Japan Cup and then Sonada promptly beat him the advantage was Sonada went and joined his faction straight afterwards and then become IWGP World Heavyweight Champion inspiring him to become King of Pro Wrestling Champion in this particular case Great Okan just got his act together put his flag out and go on with it and won uh, 17 minutes and 41 seconds um, but it was an interesting chess game nonetheless uh, this was better than Kenta and Yoshihashi. Um, uh, Marcus, even though Taichi these days is a white meat baby face, Kenta, uh, Marcus still hates him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I've come round on him. <laughs> I quite like him these days. Uh, Marcus, you still hate him. Yes, like even though I, I've grown to appreciate him in ring when he's serious, um, it's just something about him. <laughs> It's, it's about it. It's like you got one of the most punchable faces in New Japan for me. <laughs> so, you know, what I did quite like there, Mark, is, is when he said that when he's serious. Now, I, for, I'm not sure if, you, if you've ever heard any of the Random Wrestling Review podcasts that, that I've done, right? But that is the one thing that I always get accused of is being the Mr. Super Serious guy. So not knowing how to have fun and all that. So... I get you where you completely understand where you're coming from. It's the serious guys. Those are, those are normally the best ones. So I get where you're coming from there. Fair enough. Um, neither of them could win the group. It was purely for bragging rights. They both end up on six points. Um, so, yeah, this, this was, this was, it was, it was a good match. And it's just kind of like more storytelling of Tai Chi becoming this elder statesman of the heavyweight division and who encourages people to get themselves sorted out because Great Khan's had a terrible tournament. He's been awful. Um, he's had good matches, but he's not not won them. Um, so that's kind of the story they're trying to tell there. Right, then we move on to Tangaloa versus Kazuchika Okada. Tangaloa versus Kazuchika Okada. Matt, you have your picture. Based on haircut alone, who is going to win this match? That has to be Tangaloa, surely, based on that epic hairdo that he's got going on there. <laughs> the silver back. Um, you and I, I'm I'm assuming you've heard of Kazuchika Okada. I I've heard of both. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so you you were you decided to go against the seven-time IWGP Heavyweight Champion and two-time defending champion of the G1 Climax tournament. There. I, I did, and I realize it's a bold take, but you know what? <laughs> this is about nothing but the hair. So the hair is... Uh, that, that's, that's fair enough. I, I was going to say against the guy who just come back from a career-threatening knee injury. But yes, no, that's good. No, I like it that you went with his hair, and you believed in his hair, and that's, that's really cool. That's right. That's, that's what it's about. Marcus? Yeah, man, it's hard to bet against, you know, Samoan hair. Uh, it's, it's that that is you know um yeah i i, I don't want to join matt with that because i already know how the lowest roll but it's uh it's okada <laughs> he, he, 
I got this. It's 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 house money. <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. To be honest, twelve minutes and thirty three seconds. Okada was annoyed because Tangaloa beat Will Ospreay by a count out the other night, um, and and therefore because Okada wanted to be the because because Osprey beat Okada basically. Okada just wanted to be like, you know, where you should have pinned him. You know, was mucking about with count outs. Um, but to be fair to Tangaloa, literally, he's just come back after 18 months off because the doctors told him you may have trouble walking again. And now he's back on a full time wrestling schedule. And the first thing he decides to do is the G1 climax. You know, eight matches in 16 days or cool. eight matches in 20 days, like full main event level matches in 20 days. So, absolute props to Tangaloa for doing what he's done. And he's gone like long. He's gone like over 10 minutes in each match. And you can't really, if that angle is not strong enough and, you know, it's been truly road tested this month. So good on him for, for doing this. Um, and Okada was great in this match as he usually is in everything he does. Um, and, but, you know, he gave Tangaloa his props at the end of the match because, you know, it was, it was a good piece of work. But yeah, Okada's back to being imperious after that slight blip against Osprey. Um, so yeah, so then we'll see what goes on there. I tell you what, very quickly, I just want to sort of touch on something because I'm sure you'll appreciate the comedy. Um, when it comes to Okada, right, I haven't seen an awful lot of his, and I must be honest, mm. what I did see of his live. I didn't rate very well at all. What's <laughs> um, that into, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust me, I know, because believe me, I know how highly rated he is amongst a lot of people. But when I saw, I, I can't remember where we wrestled. I apologize in advance, but it was on, um, it was on New Japan's UK show. In it fact, Minoru Suzuki might have been there. It was Minoru Suzuki on that UK show, I think. Was it the last one he wrestled? Was it last year or? Oh, no, it was last the one we both went to but didn't realise we both gone to. That was it, yes. Can you remember yes. who wrestled? I cannot remember. I will look up. Was it on... Because it was two nights, wasn't it? There was a Saturday night and a Sunday night. It was the it was the, the tour where they had FTR versus Aussie Open. Yes. So it'd be night one. Did you go to night one? Because I went to night two because it was NATO and ZSJ. Yes, was it because it's like... and Bad Dude Tito? Yeah. Was one that was night two. Yeah. And night one... It was a tag match with Bad Bad Dude Tito and Zack Knight. Yeah, it must yeah, it must have been. Yeah, just I don't know. I just I I didn't I, I didn't see what everyone else has seen. Put it that way. Bad Dude Tito is a bit of an odd one because he is. I, I like Bad Dude Tito a lot, but he's lumpy. He's difficult to move around, to say the least. And I think there was because I do do remember that match now, and I think possibly. It, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, most of the New Japan guys wrestle each other four or five times in tag matches. So by the time they get to a singles match, they're cooking. Whereas, like, just coming in cold is going to be a different thing. And Bad Tube Tito isn't necessarily of the same standard of, say, Tetsuya Nato or Tanahashi. Not to say he isn't good. Of course he is. He's a professional wrestler, high standard wrestler. will be working in New Japan by wrestling. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a bit lumpy. But, uh, again, it's like... You're also a carder has a tendency to be like when he's got something to do and he's got a project on, he's absolutely tip top. When yeah. he's not got anything going on, yeah, <laughs> he can have a tendency to phone it in because it's like, well, yeah, and I think this boils and it was a lot of it goes down to like I used to watch those matches between Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid, yeah, and you watch Tiger Mask when he's not with Dynamite Kid, 
and he's great, but there's no fire. And then yeah. all of a sudden, when he's watching Dynamite, it's like, oh, it's there. Magic's come back. Hmm. And I, I do think Akada needs somebody of, not necessarily of equal standard, but he needs something, a spark to keep things moving. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. Like I said, just, just, it's interesting for me, because, like, you know, here we go. So he's going to be really interested. And I was like, oh, he's, he's the, I was like, that, that's, that's the guy. I was like, okay. No, that's understandable, though. You know, we, we, can't, we can't have people on the show who agree with us all the time, but it gets boring. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the main event time was uh, for a place in the quarterfinals. Will Ospreay needed a win or a draw. El Fantasmo, um, who has made himself a bit of a star in this tournament, needed a win, couldn't get anywhere else. So based on um, hair cuts only, ELP's hockey hair, if you will, versus Will Ospreay's chav back and sides. <laughs> that, that that hockey here is is doing it for me. El Fantasmo just looks great. Yeah, he, he's easily winning that one on here alone, surely. <laughs> Marcus, I've always had a appreciation for different styles of mohawk, and uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's an interesting one. Uh, so we we going off hair. Gotta give it to Fantasmo. But if I know Phantasmo, if he did any of his antics, that only aided to push him down another level, which was already a, a gap between him and Osprey. So, <laughs> to be fair, he was all business, and he nearly got the job done. And mm. honestly, Eddie on Arena were rocking for him. Like nice. they had, like they were into it. Like Osaka is. A contrarian crowd, to say the least. <laughs> Talk to Tetsuya Nato. Um, <laughs> you know, they, are, they are the reason why Tetsuya Nato became a heel was because he could get over everywhere in Japan except to Osaka where they couldn't stand him. I just couldn't stand him because he was this, it was like white meat baby face and earnest and pure and oh no, we're not having any of that. <laughs> And then he turned heel and they fell in love with him. And, you know, what can you do? <laughs> um, and, you know, Osprey's the big money star. And, they, the, you know, he is supposedly a heel. They fist bumped at the beginning of this match. He's been more babyface-ish in his qualities this year, certainly in Japan, not necessarily in AEW, where obviously he's a heel considering he's going up against Kenny Omega. So he's been a bit more fluid this year. But they were buying into what Phantasma was selling. Um and since he left Bullet Club, he is he's the same thing that happened with Tama Tonga. He's been on a rocket, and you know the, the fans love him, can't get enough of him. Um, and he's been telling this story about like you know he's got this sick grandparent, and he's doing it for for his family, and which is all true. And it's just the fans have bought into him; they love him, and you know um, he's done all the right things, and he's become massively popular. And, you know, not necessarily, I know he's not one, been one of our favourites because of the shenanigans that he tends to do, but he's kind of left those behind. And, you know, he, that was the, you know, that was the storyline reason why he got kicked out of Bullet Club was because he wasn't a killer. And, you know, he wanted, he, wanted, he, he just, he's just too much fun. And that's what the Japanese fans love about him. He's just too much fun. Um, and, you know, when he goes in with Osprey, he's someone who can go. Um, and they have a blinder, and this match was 
I mean, I still wanted Fantasmo to win. <laughs> you know, I, I can't complain about its match quality. This was absolute main event level status. And um, what the new, what do the cage match guys give it? Nine point two from the cage match users, and that was only happened less than eight hours ago, which will tell you you have to a certain amount of votes to get anywhere on that. So there you go. Any thoughts? I just always appreciate to, to you know, to, to Matt's point about being serious. Somebody like Phantasmo, who is extremely talented, has always kind of held himself back in that regard. So to know that he he knows when to turn it on, and and got the crowd adulation uh, as a result. You know, that's you know, can't say that we wouldn't have seen you know even bigger upsets. You know, in the G one. I mean, G one has had a, a history with some insane upsets, but uh. Yeah, I'm glad to say he almost got the win. You know, Osprey, for as good as he is, there are chinks in his armor that can't be exploited. So, I have to go back and check that one out. Yeah, I, I, I recommend it. So, next up, we are in Yokohama. We've got Block C's final night. Tomohiro Ishii versus Mad Mikey Nichols. Tama Tonga versus Henry. Eddie Kingston versus David Findlay. And Shingo Takagi versus Evil. Those two last ma- those last two matches decide the block. That's on the 8th. What day is it today? Is it the 6th? So I'll be on Tuesday. I'll be back on Tuesday. I would like to thank my guests, uh, Mr. Matt Roberts of uh, um, the Random Wrestling Review for joining us today to discuss haircuts. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to discuss haircuts with you, gentlemen. And uh, hope you and your fine heads of hair, or, or not, I'm not sure, uh, <laughs> have a good day. There you go. You will be listening to Matt with us talk late tomorrow on the True Penny Show. Marcus, how are we doing, sir? Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, man, always a pleasure. Glad I got to get get caught up on some New Japan through the always entertaining G1. No worries. Oh, well, where can we find you on the internet, Matt? Oops, sorry, missed that. Can you repeat that, sorry, buddy? Where can we find you on the internet, Matt? Ah, sorry, I didn't quite hear you there. Cool. Um, you can find me on the much-loved interwebs on the fantastic website known as Twitter, which, again, I'm not going to go into it. You've heard it all before. It is Twitter. It's not called anything else. Um, you'll find me at, at MattRob90, um, where I discuss, you know, like I said, part of the Random Wrestling Review podcast, talk wrestling, MMA, and occasionally a bit of video game knowledge for you as well. So MattRob90, or at MattRob90, is where you'll find me. Marcus, where can we find you on the internet, sir? Yeah, hashtag that bird was real to me, damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, you'll find me at Paradox Kid, uh, P-A-R-A-D-O-X-K-I-D, uh, on the former bird app. I'm always down the chat. You can find me at Sheriff Lonestar on Twitter. You can find me at Sheriff Lonestar TX on Instagram. Though that's not really very wrestling orientated. It's more guitars and cars and stuff. You can also find me on Mastodon if you'd like to go over there. You can find me at Sheriff Lonestar on there. You can find the show Troopany Show on Twitter and on Instagram and the Troopany Show on Patreon and on Facebook. And if you got Patreon, you keep the Troopany Show free forever for everyone. Please come and spread the cost. Uh, that would be lovely if you could. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the Troopany Show. I'll be back on Tuesday with Today At. And I don't know when the rest of the shows are this week because I can't remember. But it's block action plays out this week. And then we've got the quarterfinals to go. And then the semifinals after that. And then the big final. I'm They are really eking it out this year because they're doing one, I'm pretty sure they're doing one quarterfinal on one night. So they're doing four nights of quarterfinals, two nights of semifinals and the final. So there you go. It should be an intriguing couple of weeks as we, as we wrap out 
uh, the G1 Climax tournament. Take care. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.